Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It's me, Jasmine. And America. And Jasmine Ty. And welcome back to another episode. So I just want to share a little disclaimer. I know there was not an episode this week. We have some technical difficulties, and we would rather just like you know, have it come correct than to just put out stuff just for the sake of putting out stuff. So here we are, and we appreciate you for understanding. So how has this week been for everyone? What's been our highlight? What's been our challenge? Woo! It's been a challenge. Let's <laughs> know what's going on. Yeah, what's up? Um, well, it's just like... One, my period started. And for some people, it doesn't make a big difference in how they experience life. But for me, it does. <laughs> the cramps are real. The attitude is real. The patience is um, minimal. It's just a lot. Um, and so, you know, these work challenges have continued and yeah, I came to a realization this week that it is literally my job <laughs> that is just making me feel this way because we did not have school on Friday and I didn't feel an ounce of depression, anything. Chilling. Mm. And so I was like, this is giving like... Ugh, I should I should talk about this. <laughs> so I'm going to be meeting with my new supervisor this week, and I'm going to just let her know straight up. Um, if the leadership doesn't change, like literally physically change, then I'm not going to come back to this school next year. It doesn't make sense for me to be driving an hour and having a toxic ash job like it doesn't make sense so i'm not gonna do that <laughs> so just kind of sitting with that um because this is a fairly new job <laughs> i i i started in august so it's like i gotta go all the way till the end of the school year Ooh. <laughs> um but my highlight will Let's see. Oh, I spent some time with my friend Ashley. Her birthday was yesterday. So um, I was able to spend time and I got my nails done. So that was nice. A little leopard print situation. So, yeah. How's y'all week been? What's up, America? Cricket. <laughs> Face. Face. <laughs> oh, that was my thinking face. Sorry. Um, let me see. So highlights this week. Maybe I should start with challenges too. Um, I don't know. I guess challenges as you continue, and I tell my clients this all the time, as you continue to do your work, there are certain things that are gonna stand out to you, and you're gonna start to have certain realizations, and when you have them, they are heartbreaking. Um mm -hmm. and say just paying more attention to 
relationships, family relationships, and noticing like, wait a second, this this is a problem. This is an issue. <laughs> um, and understanding how those relationship dynamics impact you and affect how you show up and all of that good stuff. So um, that's been a challenge. The more self-aware you are, the harder things can be or can feel. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, then- Because you're not oblivious no more. Oh, mm -mm. especially when we're talking about like the parent dynamic. Like if you spent mm -hmm. so long blaming one for not being shit, and then you realize like, wait a second, well, eh. you know? So <laughs> I think that, not I think, I know like that, it feels heartbreaking and it's frustrating. Right. Navigating that this week. And then, let me see, highlights, 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 highlights. Um, hell shit. We still here. Amen. Through the challenge, they still showing up, sir. Yes. Yes. Before you go, Jasmine, I just remembered one that I really wanted to talk about um, is I have not been feeling good about my body. And I was looking at pictures and things like that. And I was like, ooh, it's not. And so that has been a challenge for me um, because I had this whole idea like, okay, this year I'm going to be dedicated to getting back to my 2020 body. And it's not happening, people. <laughs> yeah, exact same book. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it's it is hard right because that is the best I've ever felt about myself like I was just talking to someone about this and I was like oh my therapist <laughs> and I was like you know whenever yeah. I was that fit I it didn't I didn't try on clothes I knew it was gonna fit like I knew I was gonna like it I didn't <laughs> now bitch I have to try that shit on Mm -hmm. because all sizes yeah. are not created equally. <laughs> yeah, and so I know what you mean. it is just, it's difficult to honor myself, right? And say like, yes, I haven't lost that weight <laughs> and it's okay. Um, because I am someone that would just be able to lose weight so quick. Like, okay, give me three months and whoop, there it is. Okay. It ain't happening, folks. <laughs> and so that has been like a challenge for me because, you know, when you are feeling good, you just show up differently. And I have a question for y'all after your uh, check-in because this really would trigger that thought process where I was like, fuck. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. How your week been though? Um, I can relate to both of you as always. Uh, this week was, it took a lot of self-awareness to kind of pick myself up and be like, okay, 
this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. This is how I feel. Um, and start to give myself the grace for that. Uh, my cousin's birthday is coming up this month and just all the feels with that. And um, the three of us have talked, you know, in our, our group chat and, you know, I've shared my feelings there and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a mix of knowing what's coming and I'm either going to continue to avoid it and let it pile up uh, or I can figure out a means to cope and really truly just live the life I want to live and and really the limited amount of time that we're given. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also this week seeing all like the little tidbits coming out of takeoff's funeral, um, I can just I relate to that situation so much. Like I know what that family is going through. Um, just to lose someone so young, so sudden for something petty just young black guy and gun violence like i just i know that feeling it's the one of the worst things to have in common with somebody um so i think that this week that's kind of judged up my feelings as well um mm-hmm. my youngest cousin or my younger cousin he goes back um to hawaii tomorrow and so today we're spending some quality time we're all going to go see black panther together uh which oh, is something nice. that we had we had planned uh, with Kobe, so it's kind of just it's bittersweet. But I went and saw the movie Thursday night because I didn't know if I just I'm going in like a public setting, and so I just didn't want to be overly emotional or cry or mm-hmm. like things like that. So I went and saw it Thursday night just to kind of give that moment Very to myself. Self. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and it wasn't that, but. The movie having a central line of grief through the story. Um, yeah, I just, just all the timing, right? I just, mm-hmm. all we can say is God's timing. I find myself also saying God willing. Um, I would say that while that's a challenge, at the same time, a highlight is that I know in my spirit, uh, we've talked about this, that some of the best days of my life are ahead of me. Um, and so having that faith, I'm going to say is the highlight of my challenging week. (laughs) Yes. And I hope that you're able to just experience the movie with your family, be there, be present, you know, and just be present, really focus on being there in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to do like a little activity at this meeting for my job and we all had little hands and they wanted us to write on the hands like when you are at your best what are your top five characteristics hmm. i'll share mine because mine is like right here it was like discipline slash focused um patient supportive. Um, I can't see all of them, but it was, it was eye opening because I don't feel like I am those things right now. I feel like the patience, like I said, is 
at a minimal. Um, the discipline slash focus is at like a, ooh, you know, it's, it's not there. So now that I have these things, I have like a baseline of how I want to start showing up and getting back to myself. So that might be something that you all might find some value in and just reflecting as the year is kind of coming to a close. I like that. I've also been thinking yeah. a lot about when America shared when she has her next order lined up. That's a goals. Those are goals. <laughs> <laughs> but girl, I barely know what I'm doing next weekend. Well, don't don't get it fucked up me either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's a little avoidance strategy that I use. It sounds good when we talk about it, though. Um, but <laughs> sure. And Jasmine, just about your comment about pre-pandemic body and feeling good about yourself. I think that's something that many, most people can relate to. I think mm -hmm. that really impacted everybody. Some people got more fit during the pandemic because they have more time on their hands. And then some people's, you know, body shifted and they gained weight or their body <laughs> composition went to shit um, because they were <laughs> no longer lifting heavy and all they could do was walk, right? So, like, there's just different things that I think the pandemic has in some ways positively, positively impacted folks' body, but then in some ways it can feel negative. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the hardest thing when you are someone who is used to losing 20, 30 pounds in a month and mm -hmm. then being able to do that to like, bitch, you sure you're working out? Right. Look at happening. Um, so I yeah. that and I think that that's when we just have to have a really honest conversation with ourselves because like, yeah, my shit was banging and my waist was snatched 2018, 2019, but my relationship with food was trash and I wouldn't eat for days at a time and I was over mm -hmm. and I was doing all things in order to drop that weight and so right. you also got to be like okay what's different then versus now and mm -hmm. it can feel like oh i'm not doing shit or oh i'm not you said discipline and focus but maybe you are and it just looks different now yeah yeah i mean but it, does. it was it was also during the pandemic and i was working from home so i could just like cook everything and just you know, be on top of everything. Mm -hmm. And now that is not the reality. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm working on it. Um, I was talking to my sister-in-law about cutting. I was like, because I feel like I've been doing some sort of bulking <laughs> for the last couple of months. So I'm ready to cut it up. Um, so she was just giving me some tips and just like, and she was very like reiterating, if you want something like have it, like one meal is not going to change all your progress. It's when you have days of those meals that change up your progress. And I was like, touche, because that's what's been happening. <laughs> I was so like, that's I'm, me. 
<laughs> so I'm excited because I am like a very routine regimented person. So I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to have everything in order. And we just have this one week of work. And then I have a week off of work. And I made the executive decision. This is also a highlight to not have any clients during that week. I'm not going to work at all, period. And so I was like, I need to do what I tell them (laughs) and take that time for myself. And so I am going to take that time and just rest, do whatever I need to do, spend time with my kids, spend time with my family, and just be. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. I do. Mm -hmm. Like a whole. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like a whole one that I'm in charge of. You say kids. Oh, no, immediately. Not yet. I look like, wait a second, you said kids. No. No. (laughs) I can relate Mm. to y'all in the sense that my body changed because I went into a statistically, right? A lot of women put on weight after experiencing some sort of sexual trauma. It's a defense mechanism of like camouflaging yourself. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my whole thing. Um, and then by the time you, I start psyching myself to like, okay, I'm going to do, do this. I'm going to do this 2020 hit. And that's technically another trauma. Like yeah. 2020 was dr- traumatic. Oh, for all of us. Um, the table was shook. So mm-hmm. if you thought you had a handle on things, just understand that like, it's okay not to, because even still today, things are, are, I mean, we still in Crazy. a panic. pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> <Right. laughs> not the pandemic. So yeah, just give yourself grace. Um, yeah. And like your body created an entire human being. That is not an easy feat. So, yeah. Mm-mm. But we're all in the Thank same you. boat. I, my relationship with food, yeah, I can relate to all of that. And one day we're going to have to talk about that because it's been a <laughs> lifelong thing, honey. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love to put people onto new things that I'm watching, working out to listening to whatever the case may be and so let's get into nunu so this week my nunu is um tracking your macros but like not getting obsessed about it (laughs) i'm like that's all i have to say um my (laughs) my sister-in-law was telling me that I have to track my macros. <laughs> and so I'm going to be actually starting. I did that when I was like super fit during the pandemic. Like I was doing that. I was on that. That was something I did. And so now sometimes we have to take breaks from things and revisit it. And so that is my Nunu. Actually, that'll be the Nunu. Revisiting things that maybe you stop doing. Because maybe you still like it and can benefit from it. Anybody like else got a new new? Yes. 
Um, I, I'm just holding I on, child. Um, <laughs> um, my new is the one that I, I guess I'll just re-say what I said last week, which was watch from scratch because it's good. Um, even though Miss Miss Mama don't think she black, and we had I know we had this conversation, but right. um, watch the movie anyway, child. It's good. If you need to cry, it will make you. Who is unserious um, or has a dark humor because baby, they're going to talk you out your feelings. But it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So give it a shot. I um, actually watched it with the intention of crying because you said that on the pod. And I was like, I feel like I just need to release. It's been a hard couple of months. (laughs) So. Um, I did watch it and I did cry and it was beautiful. So I would I would recommend also. Do you have a new new Jasmine? Yeah, I don't really no, have no. no, it just I've, I Jesus woke me up this morning. Amen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. Yeah, not really. I <laughs> but like our listeners, I will join in on watching from scratch. I'm going to actually have it downloaded, watch on either the long flight or during um, our trip. Um, Cause I feel like I'll be crying anyway, might as well. Child. And um, <laughs> like Jasmine, yeah, I'm just starting up the things that, you know, make you feel good. And maybe because right. you get into a dark place or off your, kilt a little bit you stop doing those things mm-hmm. um so yeah i'll try to work on that yes love it love it love it um so you know i i just wanted to talk about dick oh <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering how the segue was gonna go i was wondering how the segue was gonna happen you can say you just want Oh, I didn't know how else to just bring it up. I mean, that was I'm like, shock value. <laughs> so we did a whole little situation last week, and lots of situations came up, and so we thought. <laughs> Uh, let's keep that one in the archive. <laughs> so we are going to run it back. Like a couple of y'all be doing these niggas. <laughs> Running it back. Ooh. Someone just swerved the car on that one. Uh, so... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just me. We've been there. So let's talk about sex, baby. Mm. I think last time we talked a little bit about um, mm-hmm. mistaking sex for intimacy. And so reaching out to people when you are wanting that physical intimacy like you want to be held or, you know, wanted. And so you reach out to people knowing 
that they don't want to hit, right? But because you are wanting that intimacy, you put yourself out there for that. I've been there. <laughs> Same. College, you know. It, America's a can't relate. Sorry <laughs> 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 about it. <laughs> oh, okay, we're all taking a sip on that one. We are taking a sip on that because, yeah, why, why were we doing that? Because we thought that that was getting the need met, right? And so mm -hmm. a little bit of something is better than nothing kind of thinking. At least that's what I, I can recall because, you know, that's been years. <laughs> I think women, men too, tend to not really know what they need. And so they know they have this urge, this desire for connection. They don't necessarily know that like, oh, I don't really want to have sex. I want to sit and cuddle and talk about my feelings or I want to mm -hmm. sit and hold hands. They just know that they're interested in some sort of connection. And it's usually easier to get that connection from people if you have having sex. And I think sometimes yeah. want intimacy we confuse that or we believe the only way we can get that is through sex. So you're going to hit whoever up at 2 a.m., right. double back and circle the block and all, spend the block and all the <laughs> You're wanting that attention, but you're not really sure how to communicate that that's what you want. Or you're afraid that if you do, they're going to be like, bitch, I'm not about nah. to five minutes to right. hold Like, what's right. So right. I think that's where that comes from. Oh, dang, you just <laughs> jogged a whole memory. So that's cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think you hit it right on the head because I my, my first thought goes to attention, right? The need or the want for attention and getting that misconstrued with other feelings. You know, are you horny or are you just attention deprived? You know, and then we, you know, right. we are, we're quick to label that as thirsty and there are, you know, negative implications with being thirsty. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that thirst quench. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, but I think at the root of it, it all comes to down to attention and what you are willing to do to get that attention. Definitely. Can you repeat that? Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, meeting the emotional need, because really that's what intimacy is. Intimacy mm -hmm. is emotional connection. And so right. that's what we're looking for often, but we get the physical instead. How did, I'm just curious, how did you all learn about sex growing up? I got a push. <laughs> my mother was pregnant with my sister when I was nine. Um, I asked questions at the doctor's appointment. She went to the library, got me a bunch of books, handed them to me. Here, girl. So, shit, I read them. 
And that's how I really learned about sex. I think by nine, though, I probably had seen, like, talk sex with Sue. Um, And, like, had had some of those, like, basic conversations. Even though, baby, talk sex with Sue. Sue is the fucking goat. And that wasn't basic conversation. But um, had already seen that kind of stuff. And then learned that, like, I learned the mechanics of sex. So I learned, like, penis and vagina, you know, all of that good stuff. Um, But I didn't really understand or learn anything about the pleasure of sex. And, like, it is something that you do for pleasure, not just for procreation. I didn't learn that. And... I mean, obviously, that's because you're not supposed to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying to have a baby. Yep. Right. And so with learning that, learning in that way can make it feel like, okay, if you're not getting your needs met sexually, that it's supposed to be that way. Right, because it's not necessarily for you to enjoy yourself. And so it can be hard to feel like you should be enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the, when it's the same around sex, too. Yes. Certainly, many of us like have probably had to unlearn some shame around sex, especially as women. So, like, having sex at a certain age, having sex unmarried um, Mm. means what that looks like. So, I think that's also a really huge layer, too, is is. enjoy this. Ooh, that's really bad because I'm not Mm -hmm. supposed to be this way. So, like, I don't And I'm a woman, so my needs are important. And it just kind of spirals. Right. And that's a big one because... (laughs) as someone who did lose their virginity pretty young, like it was a huge thing. Once my parents found out a huge thing, like just the worst thing ever. And in all reality, like kids be having sex. Like (laughs) I don't understand, you know, and so maybe had it been presented in a way that was non-judgmental and just like accepting and pro-sex, but of course being safe, like maybe that would have led for me to have a safer space to even say like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this instead of making that decision on my own. But we all know that our parents are doing what they think is the best in that moment. So I had a safe space to have those conversations. Well, my mother was very much like, before you do something, talk to me about it. But there was still like this underlying feeling of life. If you do it, I'm going to be disappointed. And so I really. Yeah, hard for a long time of like, yeah, I can talk to you about it, but you're gonna be mad, and like that's not my goal here. My goal right. here, is- and then eventually I was like, 
somebody finna listen to me talk. So I just got real ridiculous and real out of pocket and just start talking about the thoughts and the feelings I was having. And she looked like a deer in headlights and she was not a happy camper, but I kept talking. And like she, what were you saying? Yeah. And she was like, no, you don't. You just want to have sex because the people at school are having sex. And I said, how are you going to tell me what I want to do? I feel it in my body. And she was like, no, you don't. <laughs> How are you gonna tell me what I feel? I'm a I'm a read, I'm a I've been reading Please. and collecting people for as long as I can remember. So I was like, <laughs> well, the definition of arousal, and I'm like going all in. I was like, that gotta be what's happening. Like I was, and she is like, What was she saying? Oh my goodness. And she you could tell fuming. And I just kept going. And then, and then, and I think, and I won't, and then, and she was just like, I remember she had one person like, America, America, stop. I said, well, you said it was a safe space in the coming. Oh, my God. And I'm so scared for myself. This is what happens when Three you hours. hand an intelligent child of intelligent book. Don't do it. And it gets you every single time. So, I know oh, in December, and I know to this day she hates the fact that she told me that, and I do not care. I still tell her all of the details now at 33 years old. I don't care. You're going to listen to me talk about this. Since to you it was something you wanted me to come, okay, and I'm still going to talk about it. So what are we doing? So and, what is she like now? <laughs> I still, I think it's uncomfortable, but now she'll tell me. Oh, my daughter tells me everything. And I'd be like, you ain't want me to. I just do it because I wanted you to know. And I I, I think at that point, I was testing that boundary. Like, you said you want to know, but do you really want to know? Let's see. So, and I just kept, I kept doing it. Kept doing it. And then I was teaching her stuff, oddly enough. Like, I was like, oh, I was in class today and we were talking about sexual partners. And you know that when you're with a person that everybody that they've been with, you've been with them too. And like, I like drew her a diagram and shit. And she was like, go sit down. And I said, are you telling me to sit down because you're up? America. Oh, I did. <laughs> refrigerator. It was like this whole thing. Like, we're going to talk about this in here. It is me and you and now my my little sister. And we're we're going to talk about these things. Well, let's talk about them. Look at you. And I think that's why I've always been yeah. pretty open to talk about sex. Even if mm -hmm. I didn't understand the pleasure point of it into like 20-something, I still have always been open to talk about it. I went to Carolina and that's what I did. Like I was in charge of the Student Global AIDS campaign. I did uh, events like, don't be silly, wrap your willy. I was the condom girl. People would literally come to me for condoms. I had a basket outside the door. I had them stapled on, like, not stapled, taped on the door. Like, that's just been my thing. <laughs> and I love to hear uh, Oh, hear. man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hand a child a book and watch what she does. Watch what happens, honey. <laughs> If that book would have been talking about pleasure, it would have really been over for motherfuckers. But since it was. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
damn, I know your mama's like, yeah. damn, damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, that that I can get behind. You know what I mean? Because you have the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. See, my mom started with me young too. I would say around like nine or ten or so. Age where you're kind of like, oh, like what's happening? But she start <laughs> she started with STDs. No, no, no. She said ended with STDs. So by the time like the talk was really like fully done, because I think she did it as I just got more curious or more aware maybe of the world. Uh, no, I was I wasn't really exposed. Still, um, and it ended with STDs, and that ended probably about like by the time I was starting puberty. <laughs> so a few years go by, I'm like. 14, 15, you know, or 15, 16, kids are starting to do it and stuff. I know I was the last one in my friend group to like lose their virginity. Um, and my dad approached over with me being in his house that like he, he fear mongered it. Like, you know, his big thing was if you have sex, you'll get pregnant and uh, you'll end up working at Walmart for the rest of your life. And it's like, oh, like, you know, like, well, first off, you know, the fact, like, I think I got because that. That's why I leave. Because the people that the people at Walmart do not deserve to be catching me. First off, that works at Walmart. Right. Like, <laughs> like, they're, like, they're a part of their community. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Because your ass be at Walmart. And if it wasn't for them. So, yeah. So that was like a big thing. And then when I got to college, uh, my freshman year, I mean, I I mean, I was the military kid that was finally out from under her father's thumb. Like, oh, you know, I was just living my life. <laughs> and there was a moment where during my entire like undergraduate time, there was a time in which my dad slut shamed me and my mom did as well. Um, oh. So... How was I being a slut? Well, my dad did not. My so it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But because I got a tattoo, he went on this rampage of like disappointment and anger because I so I have three parents, right? My mom, my dad, and then my bonus mom being my stepmom, that's first wife. And so mm-hmm. I told my mom and my stepmom about my tattoo and my dad didn't know. And so I, I just, I guess like he just, he obviously his ego, his feelings were hurt, looked back on it. And him being the controlling active duty military father he was, just decided to like say all these mean and harsh things to me in an effort, I guess, to like, once again, control me through fear, right? Um, mm. And there were things that were outlandish. Uh, but because I got a tattoo and kept it from him, then the basis of his argument was like, well, you must be doing and keeping all these other crazy things from me. And he was just saying wild stuff. And so, of course, it hurt my feelings because, like, none of it was true. I just got a tattoo. Like, calm down. Um, <laughs> but that was his form of of what I would now call of, you know, slut-shaming me, even though it was not true. And then a few years later, I remember having a conversation with my mom, who I do tell most things to, um, more so then, of course. 
And uh, I guess the frustration looking back on it is that I was calling her and talking a lot about like my social life and what was going on that summer where, you know, I was taking like one class for summer school, but really like drinking majority of the time. Uh, someone else <laughs> paid my rent, you know what I mean? And what so it was the time of my life. And so I just li- looking back on that conversation, I can imagine us talking and I'm steady talking about, you know, who's doing this and this guy. And, you know, I mean, like what's going on in this small college town versus like, this is what I learned today or this is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I remember my mom was like, she asked me a question, like, how many guys have you been with this year? And Ooh. gave her a number, which, <laughs> which, yeah, which of course, like was low, you know, not, you know, but then she was like, well, I'm going to multiply that three and say that that's really what's going on. And I was like, no, and that's the thing, right? But that's the saying, you know what I mean? Whatever she says, multiply by three. Well, right. well I'm, I, my thing is once I latch on to somebody, then like, you know, it's not so much of latching on to many plural dicks. It's just, once I latch on to some dick. dick I like, and like I'm, I latched on That's to the good. one dick. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I've never been one to, not never, but the whole like, what's your count, your body count? I think that's foolish. If now as a grown woman, a man were to ask me that, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you, you know what I mean? Whatever brought you right. to me in this moment. And if I'm fucking with you, I'm fucking with you. I'm not, I'm not, you know, don't right. even worry about getting to that stage until we get there. Um, So yeah, the whole body count thing, I think it's a double standard. I also think that whole whatever number she gives you multiplied by three, that's ridiculous. So, but that was, that's how my parents dealt with it and stuff. So through counseling, when I sought out therapy, (laughs) um, (laughs) I was able to like break those conflicts and shame around sex. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into this. I know we've had like a couple of different topics, but for me, celibacy has been something that's been both rewarding spiritually, but also maybe a construct of walls that I put up. So, mm. you know, and I know a few people can relate to that as well. Um, but yeah, but that's where I found my <laughs> myself settling after the experiences I've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, You touched on like that double standard piece and I wanted to just kind of touch on it too because it's very crazy that y'all want someone who fucks like a porn star but have two bodies. (laughs) Meanwhile, y'all have 30 plus. What? <laughs> make it make sense. How come y'all can be out here? <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> How come y'all can be out here slinging that dick? <laughs> she can't be throwing it up, throwing it back. <laughs> All of that is such a construct of the patriarchy. Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the whole yeah. purity culture. Women are supposed to be pure 
in, in the if you're pure, then it means you're worthy of marriage and relationship and all of these other things. And if you're not, you're a whore and you're deserving of every bad thing that happens to you. Because you enjoy sex. Because you enjoy sex. <laughs> and so sometimes you might be a hoe and not even enjoy sex. I'm sorry. All right. Sexually you... liberated. <laughs> liberated. <laughs> um, so then what do you call a hoe face since you don't want to say hoe? <laughs> Oh, so I don't have an issue with the word. <laughs> I think that other people might assume that I do, but no, I like the word hoe actually. But right. I know that it has a lot of negative connotations. And I know that, you know, men use it as a, a way of shaming women when they do enjoy sex. So that's why I took away hoe and said sexually liberated. But mm -hmm. I, a hoe a ho phase, your villain era, doing shit to feel good. Minding your Period. business. Period. I, like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like it's such a bad thing. And like, fuck that. Do what you want to do. As right. long as you protect yourself, I don't give a damn. Safe, right. As long as you're safe. I yeah. feel like you everyone should have one because before you get married, like you don't want to be out here feeling feeling like, oh, I've waited till marriage and this is the only thing I know. <laughs> you haven't had a whole phase. Are you saying a person shouldn't get married? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it will benefit you. <laughs> Are we saying that the whole phase is a part of finding yourself, learning yourself? Of, I mean, maybe learning yourself sexually, because if you kind of stick to the same person then you may not know what else you may like. And so you think that this is all that it is. And someone turn you around and you're like, what, me? Turn around. And that's just like the norm, you know? Okay, wait a second. So then I need you to find whole phase. Okay. Whole phase is when you are out here being sexually free and using your condoms. <laughs> Is there a certain number of people in a certain time span for this whole phase? Um, I don't think that there's like a certain no. number of people. I think it's just like having a variety and not like limiting yourself, you know? Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's very easy to be like, oh, um, I'm going to stick with these five people because these are the five people I don't fuck. So if I get horny, I'm going to hit up one of these five, you know? Um, but it's going outside of that and not feeling bad about it. Well, I haven't had a phase, so that's why I'm asking. I know you haven't. <laughs> and I know that's why. And you already met your husband, so it's too late for you, sis. <laughs> I'm gonna text down and say Jasmine said I have to have nope. a <laughs> nope, nope, no, 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 that's not what I said. Let me give a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> if you have found the person you want to marry, oh well, too bad. <laughs> no, no hope is for you. Next week's episode. <laughs> I, right. I think that a whole face I think can look different 
or the sexually liberated phase can look different for everybody. Because I, I kind of think that you can have a rotation of two to three or one to two or whatever that looks like and still explore sexually. Yes. And yes. explore what you like or dislike or what you and don't want, even with those couple of people, because there's so many podcasts and so many shows that you can watch and learn more about sex. And then if you're in hell, the internet is sex. So like, there's so many different ways you can learn about different right. things you might want to explore and then just pick one to explore with. Yeah. And I just want to clarify that I'm yeah. not saying you have to be out here fucking everybody. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that a whole face one is when you getting it in and you don't care. <laughs> in a good way, right? In an empowered way. Like, in a, I'm doing this because I want to, because I deserve to type of way. Not like, anyway, I don't want to get too, don't, I'm not going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe the whole face simply as when you are sexually active. Uh, I've when I think whole face, I think having a rotation to some extent. Not that you're having sex with all of them, but you are being sexually active. You are outside of a relationship, um, and you have a rotation of people that you are intimate on some level with. Um, mm -hmm. One oh, might so lay the pipe. One might just be giving you head. One might be, you know, just feeling some kind of, you were just actively in a rotation for this. Um, that's how I would describe it. Yeah. And, you also and I feel like that okay. I'm a <laughs> That too. Um, so yeah, that's just what comes to my mind. Uh, I was recently talking to him and um, he was uh, a total nerd but he was just saying that you know he's like oh well you know i don't can't really recall a time where i was having sex outside of relationships and i was like oh well can't relate. that's unfortunate <laughs> like, i've i've had that phase you know what i mean of just dating around and when mm -hmm. i like this person more and feel like we can go there together than we do um and then maybe three months from then that things don't pan out, then, oh, okay, well, you're not the one to look around. So, right. yeah, I think that there are seasons in life where that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I would hope that, you know, our listeners can relate to, there is a certain point where you start to grow out of your whole phase or at least become conscious of how your whole phase may be isn't benefiting you so anymore long term. <laughs> right and that just yeah. comes with wisdom mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely so have a whole phase don't have a whole phase but explore what you <laughs> want and need because <laughs> if you are getting married to someone you don't want to be bored <laughs> and that is the reality you know <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time you know make it make sense life long time it is um, I do just want to 
make sure that I am highlighting that it's important to be safe and making sure that you are being tested regularly and using some sort of protection, condoms. <laughs> America's dog is showing me ass. <laughs> uh, giving the mama the, the minute I took it off mute too. Like, oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did want to touch bases on how sex and your libido can be impacted by different mental health diagnoses. Can I say something real quick for students? Yeah. Protect yourself physically and emotionally. Yes. These niggas are not yeah. going to protect your body. They don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't body. give a fuck about their body. Correct. <laughs> no, they don't give a fuck about yours. They don't it even is, wash their asshole. Right. <laughs> it is your responsibility to take care of Meaning making sure that you have condoms present, whether it's in a drawer, a purse, a book bag, a pocket. I don't give a fuck. In Wherever, your wallet. In, in your, the car. In the car. Well, maybe not in the car. Depending on the, the season. Oh, yeah. That's but yeah. taking care of yourself because men will find any and every reason to have sex with you raw. And not right. want to be in a relationship and just smash another bitch that morning raw. So, like, mm. make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Yeah. Is it a little cringy the first time you buy condoms as a single woman? Yes. Yes. Are you concerned that the people at Target? Yes. Are talking about you? Yes. Yes. Should you buy them anyway because they're not going to help you take care of them? Yes. Like fucking yes. If you got an STD? Yes. Yes. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So do what you gotta do to yeah. make sure. And the first that you time can. is always cringy. Yes, yes. Right. first time is always cringy. But after you cross that, it's like it is what it is. I was slapping them hoes on the thing, like ah, bring me up, yeah, go. Period. It's gonna happen. Also, right. Don't get, and I would hope, you know, at a certain age, we realize don't get caught up in those gold magnum wrappers either. All right. Um, let's be real. Oh, yes. Everybody enable. And it's about you, your pleasure, and your safety. Uh, do not fall into the trap of the ego monster that is the golden wrapper. All right. <laughs> Also, keep it in mind that magnums, children magnums, actually not good for the pH of us anyway. And so getting gold wrappers just for the sake of having a gold wrapper and um, abusing your body in that way, it's not worth it. You done had sex. The next day you beat up and swollen. You, it hurts to pee and you thinking it's because this nigga got a big dick. And honestly, no, it's just because the, the pros is whooping your ass. So be mindful if you have a latex allergy. Many of us have them and don't realize it. There's other alternatives that still work for men with big dicks. And I think she said <laughs> last week that it's called skin. So it is S A Y E. <laughs> so pull it one time. Yeah. Be safe. <laughs> um, but I also, just wanted to one talk. Oh. <laughs> one last thing 
on this note, is just be sure to check your expiration dates because condoms oh, do yes. expire. Yes. We had that on a sign during a <laughs> red ribbon red ribbon week at the school. Condom fairy says check your expiration date. Those was gone though, honey. That's how I know that the kids is fucking because all the condoms was gone. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Oh lord. I, I come out, I come out the building and they are sucking faces. I'm like there's children around. They're like you said. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, y'all are really wilding. Because in high school, I would never, I would never be just making the fuck out right there. Right there. Y'all just don't give Mm. a fuck. (laughs) And that's why I'm like, here's a condo. Use a condom. Yeah, that's my advice to everything. Use a condom. Literally. Because y'all is kids. Y'all don't need to be having kids. You say you're glad what? I'm glad I teach middle school because they're they're more so in the days of what did that mean? Well, all right. All right. I'm just saying, (laughs) okay. These kids for the most part. I feel like my seventh graders are for the most part like they're starting to like each other like maybe hold hands and sit together at lunch but like and when they are leaving school experimenting Yikes. you're welcome <laughs> tells <laughs> Tells of a school's psychiatrist. It's like, what the fuck am I called? <laughs> Sociatric. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying words. <laughs> oh, my shit. Just, just knock me off the Oh, Lord. Not as the children. As we don't lose nobody. Yeah, no, girl. They're really out here. But um, I, I just wanted to talk about how your mental. Um, you know, how you're doing mentally impacts how you show up. And if you are wanting to have sex or if you're not, because we know that, well, we know as therapists, but you may not know that if you are depressed, there is that ability to have a decreased libido, right? You're not wanting to have sex. You can go a while without having sex because you're not there. Um, And so that always makes me think of Sir. Um, He has a song called Mood and he says, I'm not, I ain't in the mood if I ain't in my bag. And he's talking about like money, like if he's not making money. And we know that well, we would hope that if men were not making money that they wouldn't be trying to fuck, but we know that that's not true. <laughs> we would hope that. Oh, Lord. We would hope, right? Because there are those hobosexuals that do be... <laughs> <laughs> but... 
Right. But that's what came to mind to me um, is that I'm not in the mood if I'm not in my bag. And when I say in my bag, I mean like feeling good about myself in a good spot mentally, emotionally. Like I ain't in the mood if I ain't in my bag. (laughs) And so it's important to keep that in mind, you know, and to have those open and honest conversations with your partner about how you are feeling so that they are not coming up with assumptions in their heads and making things about themselves. You know, just saying like, honestly, I'm depressed as fuck and I am not uh, in a sexual mood. And I apologize for how difficult that may be for you. And I love you. However, this is where I'm at. Mm. But that comes with that. Yeah. What about people who aren't in a space to say, one, I love you. And two, well, I would just say if you're not in a space where you can have that comfortable conversation with your partner when you're in the mood or not in the mood, then it may be worth evaluating. Is that a why you in that connection? Right. 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 Because if you are comfortable laying down with someone, then you should feel comfortable talking about where you are mentally. And I will say, though, the majority of women are not. They are not. I got to. They are not. I know. They're not. (laughs) These are women who have otherwise seemingly healthy whatever, healthy relationships and experience difficulty with explaining to their partner that they are having issues with overthinking or that Mm. it's dark at four o'clock or that they need help around the house because the mental load has become too much for them and they're not comfortable enough having those conversations with their partner that they need support and explaining what the support looks like. And oftentimes it's either I'm going to start an argument with you so I don't have to have sex with you or I'm really fucking cold or or I'm going to lay down and do it anyway knowing that I don't want to so but more often than not women are not comfortable telling their partners really things about sex in general right but then take it a step further when they're not in the mood or not feeling good about themselves right Yeah, very, very, very true. And it's unfortunate because being physical with someone is is so vulnerable, you know, and people don't really see it as such. And so it's way easier to just like fuck than it is to be like, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I need, you know, or even just like voicing that you don't want to just be a hookup, you know. Mm-hmm. But and it makes you go ahead. Mm-mm, go ahead. No, I was just going to say then you're feeling down on yourself after y'all have sex because you're still not getting your needs met. Mm-hmm. Right. And it makes sense because many. Advocate we're taught that sex is about the mechanics. Like we were taught that sex is for a man's pleasure. If you're in a committed relationship 
or if you're married, you've been taught that that's your job as a woman is to have sex with your man. Because if you don't do it, somebody else will. Somebody else will, right. Mm. So, so I feel like society places, and then we reinforce this pressure on mm -hmm. how we're supposed to show up. So you right. mean, you're supposed to work eight plus hours a day, take care of the kids, come home, cook, clean. And we know that that's some, all of those are multi-step yeah. process. Cook, clean, uh, take the dog out, play with the kid, help the kid with the homework, finish up whatever the fuck you need to finish up with, work out, take a shower, check on your man and listen to him talk right. and fuck? God damn. And he ain't did shit but go to work and come home? Look in the fuck? Shout out, and yeah. I'm going to take this opportunity to shout out my husband because that nigga is the realest nigga there ever was, period. <laughs> I let him know that I feel depressed and I can't do these things. I can't put shit up, like, and he will do it. I let him know, like, I don't feel good about myself and he lets me know that he feels good about me. And so that's just like the realest nigga there is. And I just want to shout him out, period. <laughs> so I can make sure I send this to mine. Too. Okay. And shout out to mine, who is also a real ass nigga, because okay. what I love is that it's very similar. Like you come in this house, you already know. I done had a week from hell. So you already know what I'm looking for. And I think that's the beautiful thing is like, I'm in need of that emotional connection. I need some of the things that I have to do this long ass, never ending fucking list. Right. I need to take care of. And I don't have to tell you to do it. You walk in, you can see like, oh, this shit needs to be done. All right, bet. And then you jump into doing it. And there's no pressure around what sex is supposed to look like or that it has to right. happen. It's literally always like, I want to make sure that you're good. Right. And when you make sure that I'm good, eventually, once I get my shit back together, <laughs> baby, you're going to be good too. And I okay. think the men that I, well, the, I see all women, most of them are partners. And a lot of that conversation is always their spouse is like, oh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to help you around the house because my needs aren't taken care of. And I think that mm. for women of like, okay. Right. I have to have sex with you in order for you to be right. able to show up and support and help me. It even makes me think about that TikTok that went viral. What's her name? Peta Rose? Well, she was like, she's not going to go more than a week without having sex with her man if she's depressed because it's her it's her job to have sex with her man. And like after a week, like it's not fair for him to not have sex or some shit she said. Y'all didn't see that? I don't really be on TikTok. Like, so I get on there sometimes, but I don't be seeing a lot of shit. <laughs> I generally just try to block misogyny out of my life in general. <laughs> uh, for men or women. I, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I just want to say, everyone shouting out there, boo. I just want to say, shout out to my future boo out there holding it down okay. wherever you are. Period. When you're ready for this blessing in your life, let me know. Okay. Okay. So he could <laughs> be a real nigga. <laughs> and he better be a real nigga. Not we're gonna give him hell. So period. no, he wouldn't have any other choice but to be. Period. Right. <laughs> period, period, period. Um, don't be but, and don't mistake 
real niggas in which are like the in sheep's clothing, those guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the fuck boys. Yeah, the fuck boys. <laughs> yes, straight up. Um, you have brought up a good point, though. Oh, about the needs being met. Um, and the partner. Oh, you found it. I think it's the right one. Hold on. When she says, I don't necessarily owe you my body. Yes, sex is is needed in a relationship between a man and a woman. Men can say, you just said earlier, what if a man says, mm, I don't want it? Well, I guess he doesn't want it. I can give you that grace. But when you go around here and you become possessive over what you think belongs to you, then I need to start picking out what I think belongs to me because my body is not yours. So, yeah, I can give you sex because... That's not it. <laughs> um, But... I was talking about how the um, partner just won't do anything because they're not having sex. Mm -hmm. That is not right. The thing about it is that in relationships, everyone is not always going to be at 100%. And so when your person is at 50%, like it is your job to be able to pick up that slack and know that the whole sex thing... um, and that connection will only be fostered if that person's emotional needs are also being met. So you can't expect someone to just want to have sex just to have sex just because, oh, if I don't, some other man will. Like, I mean, <laughs> whoever, some other person yeah. will. You know, it. I can't be doing that because if I don't feel good about it, like it's not going to be a good idea to do. <laughs> I just think um, in yeah. a relationship and you are doing anything because you are fearful that that person will leave you for somebody else doing it well goddamn, let them go let them go that's not the let one for go. you and pull up to our episode of uh, like Elsa said let that shit go <laughs> never be in a relationship where you feel like you have to sacrifice your body so that for yeah. another, especially, well, really you don't need a reason, but especially when we're talking about you dealing with some sort of mental health, concern, you're experiencing anxiety or depression, right. you're, whatever the case may be, like you should never feel like you have to compromise and give up your body. That's right. you. The yeah. whole point in a relationship is a partnership. And so that other person should be able to pick up their hundred percent, they should be doing a hundred percent anyway. But right, pick up their hundred percent and support you through those moments. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about some ways that people can navigate this whole sexual relationship, especially like in like a more single sense. Um, so I guess for me when I was single was to make sure that I was clear about what I wanted um, and not expecting something that I'm not verbalizing. So if I say that I don't want to have sex, like I shouldn't be getting no damn massage at 3 a.m. Like it's just not giving that, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah. So making sure that you're yeah. clear about what you want and need and having that accountability piece to make sure that you are not just using that attention to, you know, put you back into that place. <clears throat> Do you have any other tips of like would- navigating like a healthy sex life? I would say as the resident single, oh, sorry, America, (laughs) you look focused. Um, As the resident single on the pod, uh, take the time to forge that relationship with yourself, right? As the great RuPaul Charles says, words to live by. If you can't love yourself, hell, you're going to love somebody else. Learn yourself what your needs are. Learn your body. Take that time uh, without anyone else's influence on decisions or choices or feelings. Uh, For me, taking time to heal from messy situations ultimately led to celibacy, which ultimately, it it can go one of two ways, right? As human beings, Sex is on the bottom of our, uh, one of my favorite theories, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So sex is one of our physiological needs, along with sleep and food and water. But having a safe and knowledgeable sexual relationship with yourself uh, does fill in that space in certain times. Yes. So just understand that yeah. having a sense of belonging and sense of intimacy doesn't always have to come from a partner. Uh, right. finding that within yourself would make those partnerships even stronger. Um, and that's something that I'm living by and walking by myself. <laughs> yes, period. And also get you a little vibrator. <laughs> Masturbate before <laughs> you hit up that person and see if you really want to even go down that road. Because sometimes our need for release <laughs> can give us, you know, where we're hitting up people we don't need to be. Yes. So, and I have, bust, I bust have my guy friends. And, and run it back. <laughs> I was about to say, I have five friends that'll say like, oh man, that post-nut clarity hits different. As women, yeah. we have that too, right? That poor post-orgasm climax will hit differently. Um, right. Yeah. So I agree. I've been there many a times where you're on that cusp of like, what kind of attention do I want? Uh, and mm. yeah, just ladies, rub one out and then see how you feel. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> America's sick of me. She's yeah. like, prepare to be sick of me. Never. Oh, it's my turn. Um, yes. I'm still trying to find this video, but <laughs> um, advice to people like how to navigate it and not like you know. I mean, come out of this fucked up. Be clear about what you want and what your needs are. Um, 
I believe that you can heal in a healthy relationship. And I also see the value of spending time with yourself, but not just aimlessly spending time with yourself, but really like doing some self-reflection about mm. needs or how you've shown up, how you want that to look differently, what right. you want to feel with the next person. Um, so I think that's really important. And then also just learning how to communicate those things. I think yeah. it's easy when you're by yourself to say like, oh, when I'm with somebody, I'm going to say this, this, and this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And then you're in relationship with somebody, and it's like, oh, well, wait a second. Maybe I, ooh, mm, I, mm. And then you might find yourself, like, skating around or being really passive. And so mm -hmm. make sure that the work that you're doing in that, during your explorative phase is also transferable to when you want to have something more long-term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And using your voice, like I said, use your voice even if it shakes, right? If you feel uncomfortable, if you don't like something, like literally say that. You don't have to be sitting there dealing with some shit that you don't like just because you're afraid to say something. Yeah. If you are being intimate with someone, like you have the right to say stuff. <laughs> so please use your voice. And you have the right to change your mind. You do. You always have the right to change your mind. Mm, mm, like, mm, nope, don't say that. Your clients listen. Okay. Mm, you have the right to change your mind. So if you have something planned and somebody pull up and once they get there, you know that like, you have the intention that you mm -hmm. all thing, and then they get there and you decide you don't fucking want to do it no more, you don't have right. to with it. Yeah. You it's can not giving to them like yeah no, no, no this don't work for me for whatever mm -hmm. reason it no longer works for yeah. you and that's you don't owe anybody shit. anything access to your body period it don't matter if they spent 15 dollars with some nasty ass chicken nuggets right <laughs> oh right not the chicken nuggets <laughs> <laughs> yes. the chicken nuggets no but just remember, y'all, that we are all sexually positive. Like, go out there, let your freak flag fly, honey, in a safe way. Um, and hopefully, y'all got something about this topic about sex because it's been taboo for too long and we need to get to talking about this, right? And feeling comfortable saying what our needs are feeling comfortable saying how we're feeling, right? And so hopefully y'all got something out of this and you can navigate your whole phase or whatever phase in a safe and effective way. And just remember that you can do Pilates, you can go for the 10 mile hikes, you can eat only kale salad. But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go on ahead and seek therapy. Shit, we all need it. <laughs> we will see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> uh, uh, uh.